Dolphin Wealth Management, Inc. and Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Centers for Disease Control and or any other government agency. Target date funds are quite popular. It is becoming rare for me to see a new client without a target date option in their 401k. The idea and purpose of target date funds makes sense. However, when it comes to those close to retirement, these target date funds may be failing. In this show, we will discuss target date funds and specifically how they may not make sense for those within five years, 10 years, or especially even closer to retirement. What you are about to hear is a fun and educational show about financial issues. Join Dan Wendell and his co-host, Tony, as they explore topics related to retirement planning. No matter how close you are to retirement, it's time to listen to another episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Hello and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio show with me, Dan Wendell, owner of the Dolphin Financial Group here in sunny Clearwater. Alongside me is Tony Shore. Actually, he's in his home. We are doing this remotely still as we are undergoing, still undergoing the lockdown associated with coronavirus. But today, Tony, we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about target date funds. Tony, wait, wake up, wake up. Wait, Tar- wait, target we're, date funds. we're not going to, <laughs> you, you lost me there, but uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, we're not going to talk about the coronavirus. Uh, I thought that's all every anyone could talk about right now, but this is good. So now you you said target date. When you told me earlier, you, you sent me a message saying, hey, Tony, on the show this week, I want to talk about uh, target date. And I'm like, target date funds. And I, when I think of target date, I think, okay, that's when my wife and I meet up at a target and kind of have a shopping date. Wouldn't that be the super target that's got the like food court in it? Super target date? <laughs> a target date. Uh, that's when you meet your girlfriend at Target? I, I, I don't get it. So you're going to have to explain that to me, how this all works. If I think if we focus on not going to Target and spending money, that would probably save a lot more retirement funds than ah, actually talking about Target date look funds. Look at you, tying <laughs> no, it all, bringing it back. Segway, date the Segway funds. king. No, a Target date fund is a mutual fund that's in a 401k plan. So okay. when you when people look at their 401ks, they have limited options. You know, here's what right. the company's allowing me to buy. There is a group of funds called target date funds that you can actually purchase in your 401k, and that's what we're talking about. Um, if you have, what does that you know what mean though? About. What is ta- what is a target date? Obviously, is it are funds with a specific date when they kick in or when? Yes. You can- yeah, so it's a lifestyle or life cycle funds or a situational fund, or mostly it's built on your age. But what they do is, for instance, you might have a target date 2020, target date 2025, target date 2040. Oh, for, so reti- on. for when you're going to retire. Right. So the idea is. Oh, yeah. We have you, those. We have right. those. Yeah. My so, wife and I, our target date with our planning uh, in her 401k and IRA, I think is. Um, for her, it's 67 or 70, okay. 70. I think it might be, it might be 70 for her and 67 for me. All right. So that's the age at which you're planning to retire. So yeah. you buy a, a target date fund, which is designed to be held based on you retiring at that point. Ah, okay. And a so light the bulb's idea, starting to go off. <laughs> right. So light bulb's on. Now, the idea is 
you buy this fund and it's going to rebalance or adjust or reallocate your stock bond cash mix within the fund over time to kind of match your life cycle of, of when you're going to retire. So in theory, as you get older and closer to the target date, the amount of stocks will go down and the bonds will go up in a, in a very simplistic form. And Does a lot of people sense? out there are like, Hey, I, I don't, do I really need to worry about that? Well, it's, I think it's probably an important thing to have, but that's what you do. That's what you you help your clients do is figure all that out. Right. Right. And I want to talk about specifically those that are getting close to retirement and how these funds might not be doing the job that they think they should be doing. Oh, really? I mean, yeah. So target date funds, a lot of them have different investment styles as well. You might have active versus passive, but for the most part, they're really designed based on the age you're going to retire, like we said. So you might say 2040 is when I'm going to retire, so I'll buy the 2040 fund. And it's simple. You just buy the fund. They're prevalent. I mean, almost all of the people that I talk to now have an option of a target date fund in their 401k because they're easy. And the main benefit of these funds is it prevents you from doing stupid mistakes. Most like we talked so, about in a lot of so shows. So they're good for me. Is what right, you're right. Exactly. Exactly. Because <laughs> then, you know, when when the market drops 30% due to the coronavirus, you're not saying, hmm, maybe I should reallocate. The idea is you don't do anything. You let the target date fund do the work. That's that's why they're so popular is because they're easy and they're just, boom, you buy it and you're done with it. The problem I see a lot of people, they'll buy a 20 25 fund and then they'll put you know 30 percent in a 2040 fund that's not how you're supposed to do it if you have a target date fund you pick the target date and you put 100 percent of your 401k in it and then you just set it and forget it that's that's set it, it and forget it right right um, so you're saying that's not always a good thing though no so here's my big problem with it and this is this is a problem with most people's 401ks, but in particular, the target date fund, there's a false sense of security that I bought the 2040 fund, so I don't have to revisit this or think about it until 2040 when I go to retire. The problem with it is that the overall risk tolerance, the overall allocation as you get close to retirement, which is known as a glide path, if you think like you're in an airplane and you're gliding, you, you lost power, say, but you, you have enough wind power to kind of float down to the ground. The glide path to retirement is when you touch the ground. The glide path in a target date fund may not match up with the most ideal or perfect glide path for you because everyone's different. For instance, Tony, let's say you were going to retire in five years and you bought the 2025 target date fund. Okay. Is that appropriate? What, what amount of stocks versus bonds should be in the 2025 fund. What if you're retiring in three years or one years, one year, like what is the ideal amount of allocation in those target date funds? Um, we don't know because your situation, even though you're retiring in 2025 might be very different from someone else who's also retiring in 2025. So these funds, however, are generic. They have to be because they're the same for everyone that buys it. So there's a bit of a downside here as you get closer to retirement. Oh, okay. 
because they don't take in everyone's unique situation. They're so they're it's generic. a cookie. What you're saying is the problem with these target date funds is it's kind of a cookie cutter, and everybody's personal situation is different. Yes, and the good part about the cookie cutter is that it's simple and everyone can do it. The bad part is as you get close to retirement, you can't use a cookie cutter. Most people can't. It doesn't make sense. Let's let's take because my my investment philosophy is this: as you get nearer to retirement, you need to reduce your risk exposure. But once you retired, you need to increase your risk exposure. So it's kind of like, again, that plane landing, as you get close to the ground, you need to have less risk. But once you touch the ground and I want you to start bouncing back up again and going back up in the sky with risk. So I, I have a little bit of a different take on what an appropriate amount of risk is for people. I always focus on income when you're close to retirement. And if you're just looking at for like a general take for me, 20, 25% of your assets should be at risk when you go to, when you're actually going to retire, which could be very different than what these target date funds actually have for risk. Ah, so you're saying that instead of using target date funds, and I think I've heard you'd say this before, and even rather than using a, a work-related 401k, except for the match, of course, uh, it's better to have something you have more control over, like an IRA with actively managed funds. Exactly. However, at the same time, at the other side of my mouth, I like the idea of saying you don't have a lot of control because that prevents you from making silly mistakes. Ah, so, right? Well, it depends on whether you're working with somebody like yourself, a trusted financial professional who works with uh, a bunch of different you're independent, so you can look at all the different options and investment companies and firms and stocks uh, versus and actively manage accounts versus somebody who, you know, uh, if they're going to try to do something on their own or work with a, a broker that might not have their best interests in mind, it probably in the long run it might be just as good that they just have that cookie cutter to use so they don't make mistakes. Right. And I think as you get closer to retirement, then you have to really double check this because the target date fund might make sense for someone 20 years out because there's really not too much going on there. But if you're within five years, 10 years, five years, especially if you're going to retire in the next year, you really, you really need to reassess whether or not the target date fund makes sense for you. And I'll, I'll show you why Tony, um, target date funds, they're, they're at, they're, they're everywhere. Uh, I saw a 2018 report by Fidelity that 68% of millennials have 100% of their assets in a target date fund. Well, sure. But that makes sense to me. Yeah. If you're going to if you're going to put money in a 401k and you're going to get a target date fund, put it all in the same fund. Don't don't try and overthink it because you're going to you're going to mess up the diversity of it if you if you're spreading it out trying to beat the system. So, let's look you're at You're not Warren Buffett. Right, right. And so I get that, but let's let's look at that there's there's three big target date fund companies. You got Vanguard, Fidelity, and T. Rowe Price. They make up probably two-thirds of the market of target date funds, those three companies. Is TD Ameritrade one, or is that something different? No, TD Ameritrade's a custodian, so they don't they hold money. Oh, they don't actually... Oh, right, okay. I right. get it. Whereas so Vanguard, if I work with you, TD Ameritrade is holding the funds because you don't. Right. right, but TD Ameritrade okay. may have a target date fund as well, but they're not as popular as Vanguard, Fidelity, and T. Rowe Price. But basically, say Vanguard, 
they build, they have money managers that actually build these target date funds. And they say, anybody that buys a 2025 fund is going to get this mix of stocks, bonds, international bonds, U.S. bonds, U.S. stocks, international stocks, and so forth. So they design these things and they throw it out there to all the companies and the employers say, yeah, we're going to buy Vanguard's um, target date fund and throw it in the mix. So that's going to be what my employees can buy. So all you could be in different industries, you could be in different parts of the country, but you're all getting the same target date mix if, if you buy that particular branded fund. Okay. So let's look at that. Let's look at, and I'm, I'm not going to pick on a company. I'm, I'm going to, I'm actually going to look at a company's actual target date funds. I'm not going to tell you which one it is, but let's look at a 2020 fund from one of these popular companies. The 2020 fund would mean when are you retiring, Tony? When, when does the 2020 fund mean you're retiring? In 2020. Exactly. So this year, with coronavirus be damned. Um, Yikes. And we did, we did a I'd show on that. I'd hate to be somebody retiring this year. Didn't we just do a show on that last week or the week before? Uh, we, what it's like we to retire to, yeah. during listener, a toilet paper crisis? Listeners can go back and, yeah, yeah, we talked <laughs> about toilet paper and a lot of other fun and exciting things. <laughs> <laughs> People should go back and listen. So the 2020 target date fund. All right. Say you own that. Just, I know I'm throwing you under the bus here, but Tony, what percentage of, if you had to say stocks to bonds in a 20, 2020 target date fund, what percentage would be in stocks and what percentage would be in bonds? I would and, say 80% in bonds or 90 and okay. 20% or 10% in stocks. And the theory is that because you're close, so close to retirement, like it's upon you that you should have bonds, which are less, less in, risky. I'm just assuming less risk. Right. What if I told you that the popular target date fund 2020 is 50-50? I wouldn't be surprised, though, that that's the popular one. I was just saying what I think I would do. But yeah, yeah, I people, I'm surprised. I, I mean, I know from you telling me that people you meet with to come up with retirement planning when they meet with you and they're like, we're going to retire here. We want to retire in three years. And they have a hundred percent in stocks. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And and even bonds can be risky, as we well, saw. Well, sure. There's risk right? with bonds. It's not like yeah, we saw that recently. Usually, when the stock market tanks, like it did in March, you know what, thirty percent tank. Right. Right. Um, then bonds are stronger, but um, bonds uh, and even gold wasn't going up that much uh, like it usually does at that time. So. Even the safe, quote unquote, safe option of bonds, there's still risk. Right, right, exactly. And so, and I'll get to that in a minute, like the big picture allocations. But if you're just looking at the target date funds, that surprises a lot of people. Wait, I'm retiring this year and half my money is still in the market? And that might seem like a crazy thing, but in the long run, it's good. Like I said, as you get older and in, into retirement, you should get a bigger percentage in the stock market, believe it or not. That's the glide path I was talking about. But when you go to actually retire due to sequence risk, just due to unknowns of what it's like to retire, I think a 20% allocation towards stocks is more likely going to be a better option for, for many people. Now, everyone's different, of course. But this idea of 50-50 seems a bit too aggressive for me if it's taken in a silo, if I'm just looking at your only money is your 401k 50, 50 at your retirement date seems a little aggressive. You look at the 2025 fund. So you got five years to retire. It's 60, 40 stocks, bonds. Wow. Um, 20, 
30. That means you have 10 years, 68 stocks, 32% bonds. Seems like you have too much in bonds at that point. How about the 20 years? You got 20 years to retire, Tony. 2040 is your retirement date. 83% stocks, 17% bonds. Why do we have 17% bonds if yeah. I'm not going to retire for 20 years? Yeah. Does that make sense? Or see, so these general rule of thumbs, I don't like it because do oh. I need do I need 17% in bonds when I have cash in the bank for an emergency fund? Maybe that can be my my risk low risk money and 100% of my at risk money should be in stocks. You know, I think that the target date funds are great. They're simple and people should use them because they don't have the time, they don't have the expertise to actually figure this stuff out on their own. But once you start really digging in and looking at the big picture, which is what I want to do right now, is take take a step back and say, I'm not picking on target date funds. I think they have a purpose. But if you look at it in the big picture, this is where they fail. Let's zoom out, okay? The 2020 target date fund is 50-50 stocks to bonds. That seems like it's in an inappropriate amount when I'm telling you 20% should be in stocks. Um, what about your other assets? What about your cash in the bank, savings? What if you have CDs, a pension? What if you have home equity? When you start taking all of your assets that you have outside of the target date fund, you put it on the table, and then you look at the pie chart and say, which of this is at risk? How much is at stocks? What you might find is that the 2020 target date fund, which has half of your money in stocks, that half in stocks in the grand scheme of things of your overall portfolio is actually only 30% in stocks because it didn't account for the fact that you have cash over here and, and money in the CDs. So maybe you're in good shape. But the problem is the target date fund managers don't know that. And people that are investing in aren't really thinking that way. They're only focused on that one small piece, that target date fund. So if the target date fund was the only money you had, then yeah, I don't like the allocation. But if you have other money outside, maybe the allocation is appropriate. But the 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 this all assumes that you have a big picture approach, which most people do not. Yeah. Yeah, and plus, you know, when you're you're throwing out numbers, there's also another aspect of, you know, what percentage should be in stocks, what percentage should be in bonds. There also should be a percentage, and I I know this is assumed, uh, but I think it's good to remind people you shouldn't have a hundred percent in stocks and bonds. You should have some of your money. We're not talking about having all your money in stocks and bonds at every age. But as you get older, some of that money should be in other things as well, probably, or, you know, savings, emergency fund, CDs, some liquid stuff, right? Exactly. You're, you're exactly right. That's my point. That's what I'm getting at. Thank you. It's it. The target date fund is 100% invested in, in risk assets. Well, actually, the 2020 fund has 8% in uh, treasuries, which are fixed. So that I don't mind at all. Sure, um, sure. That's so, but yeah, you have to take a step back and say, you have to include the money in your home. You have to include your savings and checking account. You have to include the CD or the fixed annuity or the index annuity, whatever you have outside should be included in the big picture. And then once you take the big picture approach, maybe the target date fund works. But the problem I have with target date funds is that people don't realize 
they they're still significantly at risk with a target date fund, even even with being really close to that fund end date. Yeah, you right? have to ask them. You have to ask yourself, how much am I willing to lose <laughs> at right. that point? Right. And and is it right for where I'm at, for my age, for how much money I have, for the different, you know. If somebody has a lot of money in uh, savings or liquid or a huge pension, you know, that changes this whole story. But target date funds, uh, most people have them, like you say, and most people don't realize they're paying fees in those 401ks and in those target date funds. And so there's fees they might not know about. A lot of people don't even realize it. And is is it properly allocated? And I think the answer to all this is to meet with a fiduciary, an independent financial advisor. And of course, I know people are thinking, oh yeah, you're saying that because that's what you do. But it's true. Even if it's not you, they need someone they can trust, but uh, they should give you a call because you can look at that for them and you don't charge anything to look at it, do you? No. In fact, that's the idea. You you might meet with someone that's, uh, I mean, you could talk to the fund manager, but they're not going to give you any answers because they have to do the cookie cutter approach. But the idea is to meet with someone to take the big picture approach and say, okay, you have this money in your 401k, the target date fund. Here's how much of that is in stocks and bonds. Let, what about your other money? Let's combine it in a big picture form. That's what you need. And as you get closer to retirement, it's even more critical because there's some other things like you just mentioned. If you have a pension, if you have an income stream already planned out, Social Security as a good example, if you have the income you need to live, my philosophy is once you have that income set, you can take on more risk, which is counterintuitive. So that's why someone that has 100% of their money in the 401k in stocks at age 65 and they're retiring next year, that may actually be appropriate if I've done the math and said, you know what, let's go for it. Because you have your social security, you have your pension, you have this annuity over here giving you guaranteed income. You don't need any more income. We can let this money ride. We can let the stocks ride so that in the long run, 20 years from now, when you might need that extra money, it's going to be there because the stock market's the place to be. So you're right. You have to meet with someone and look at the big picture. You can't just go in the silo and you can't just let this target date fund ride it out without stopping and looking again at the big picture. I, I strongly believe that those closer to retirement should meet with someone outside of their 401k to get that snapshot and get that opinion. That doesn't mean they have to sell the target date fund. That doesn't mean they have to roll their 401k out of their employer plan. It just means that they should meet with someone that's willing to look at it and give them an opinion without requiring that they move all the money under them. You know what I'm saying? I have clients that I work with that still own target date funds in their 401k. That doesn't mean I won't work with them because they have a 401k. I don't charge fees on this, but I still give them guidance and opinions on it because that's what they need. That's what makes sense for them. Yeah, and that makes perfect sense. And so obviously, this is a, a no brainer. If you're listening out there, you need to pick up the phone, set up that complimentary, no cost, no obligation uh, strategy session or consultation to look at where you're at, right? Yeah, you don't bury your head in the sand. Um, the idea of a target date fund is so you bury your head in the sand. You buy it, you set it, you forget it. I love that. But as you're getting closer to retirement, you're within 10 years you got to take your head out of the sand and, and reassess. 
Maybe you'll put it right back in the sand. Maybe you'd like that. Well, the beaches are yeah. closed right now, but <laughs> but you know maybe you'll re- rethink that. You'll yeah. say you if know you're what? 55 plus, you you got to look at all that. Hey, what about those that want to retire by 55? Well, that's true. You got to look at it before that. <laughs> that's why right. you said you know five five ten years before retirement start right. Start see? reevaluating, right? So you are listening. I knew you were listening. Oh yeah, I can't I, see I, you, I, I so listen. I don't know if you're listening or not. <laughs> yeah, are you this wearing remote long pants recording. Or short I, pants. I like it. Yeah, I'm wearing the short pants today. <laughs> no socks. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm wearing socks. <laughs> okay, I'm not. I got flip flops on. The reason so, I the only reason I'm wearing socks and shoes is because the floor is cold in in my basement uh, studio. Gotcha. Makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, if you're listening, you want to talk about your target date fund, whether or not it makes sense for you in the big picture, give me a call. I'll talk you through it. It's not an overly complex discussion. It is a just a gut check. It's a retirement reality check. We're going to look at the big picture for you and say, does this make sense? And maybe you'll just leave it or maybe we'll make tweaks. I don't know. It all depends on everyone's individual situation, which is why I like the idea of a target date fund in its in its in the grand scheme of things. It makes things simple, but I don't like it because it's too cookie cutter for me, especially as you get older, closer to retirement. Right. Well, you know what? A good show today. Uh, I learned a lot about target date funds, the good and the bad, and I think that was your purpose. So uh, that's really great, Dan. And what about the listeners? Before we go, let them know how they can get a hold of you and what you're offering. Yeah, the I will meet with people and review their current holdings without charging. We'll just so, just talk. If um, if it makes sense for us to work together, then that's when I charge a fee. But a lot of times, people meet with me just to get a reality check, see if they like me, um, and then decide if they want to work with me in the future. And if we do, then the fees start. But uh, up to that point, it's no charge to actually have that conversation, the initial consult, and just get to know one of each other. And also see if it, you're on the right track in a general sense. The number to call is 888-508-5935. Or just go to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and you can click on the connect with me tab and even get an access to my calendar if you want to set up a, a web meeting or um, eventually face-to-face. Again, the number 888-508-5935. Tony, thanks for the meeting, for doing this again, even though we're so far away. And yeah. I... I have your wife look at our target date fund and and when next time we talk i want you to tell me what year you got on there and whether that makes sense yeah i will your homework Uh, there you go i i will look at that and you know what great show today listeners that does it for today's episode of dolphin financial radio with our host dan wendell the topics on this show are wide-ranging yet relevant to people approaching or living in retirement like me If there is a topic you want to hear on the show, head to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and contact Dan to request your topic or to share your opinion. Dan Wendell or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Dolphin Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or something.